conversations that speak to every color of who you are. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Jen Tringale. I hope that you are enjoying summer somewhere right now. Summer is a time that I look forward to so, so much. Too many times summers have gotten by me when I've been traveling on the road and just when I'm getting ready to just go, I'm going to carve out some time and enjoy the summer, I realize that the leaves are changing and Starbucks is serving pumpkin spice lattes and I've missed it. So I am determined this year to make it different and get to the beach. Speaking of, I was thinking about a couple of our podcast guests that somehow or another the beach came up in conversation. In case you're needing some really spiritual reasons to get to the ocean with your family, let me just help you out. I remember Amy Grant told me, she said, Jen, there's not a lot in life that a little salt water can't help heal. Man, is that ever true. Just recently, and she hasn't been a guest on this podcast, but I'd love to have her on soon, but I spent some time with author, speaker, powerful woman of God, Karen Wheaton, and she said, I have learned that when you have questions that you need answers to, that's one of the best times to head to the ocean. She said, there's just something about staring at the vastness of that ocean that puts your questions in the perspective of the bigness of God and your answers just come. I love that so much. Okay, how about this? Here's a health reason. I found out that doctors actually tell recovering heart patients that if they can get to the ocean and spend time there, it will quicken their recovery, and here's why. They said there's something innately within our bodies that when we get by the ocean, the rhythm of the waves helps our heart find its balanced rhythm again. I mean, is that incredible or what? So there you go. Right there, this podcast has been worth listening to because I just gave you some really good excuses for getting to the beach, and I hope you make it. Hey, we have been talking on this podcast this season about discovering all of the colors of who you are. And I love this conversation so much. I find myself having it with women in places all over the world that are on the same journey at different places, but all of us feeling a compelling deep within us to press into everything or the fullness of who God made us to be. And it is a journey worth taking. I want to talk to you on this podcast about something that I have watched happening so much recently, and I believe that it's going to help you maybe define or highlight or pinpoint or call out into the light some opposition or things you've been experiencing and give you the answers to why. You see, I have found that while you are in the pursuit of coming into the fullness of who you are, that the enemy of your soul will work and at that same time create situations, bring an assault against your mind that sort of brings to you 
an alternative version of who you are that is altered and different than who God made you to be. I call this like a decoy version of you. All of a sudden, he'll start telling you that these thoughts you've had are are who you really are. These things that have been coming against you, that you've been working to fight off, is actually your true self. But nothing could be farther from the truth. And I want you to hear this. This is a tactic of the enemy. He's sending a decoy version of you. And listen, he's got to make these things sellable. So this decoy version of you, many times, it'll have bits and pieces from your past. You know, it's got to have just something that's just familiar enough to you about it to get you to maybe consider, maybe this is the real me. I see this happening a lot right now. We hear conversations about people who are, you know, reconsidering and reevaluating. They call it deconstructing their faith. And in this process, which I believe really originally started with actually looking at who we profess we are and what we profess to believe and say, do I really believe that? You know, I think that's a genuine pursuit. Do I really believe the things I believe? And if I don't, then why not? What is in the way of that? That is a worthy pursuit. The problem is that in the process, people are losing sight of who they are. And the enemy is taking advantage of this. And he brings to us, out of the kingdom of darkness, this decoy version. It looks like you, but it's not you. I want to give you a definition of this word decoy. Listen to this. This is so incredible. A decoy is used to lure you into a trap. It's designed to convince you of something that is false against your best instincts and even logic in order to capture you. Oh, can't you just see how the enemy works this against us? Silently, but he tries to press it upon us to get us to believe the lie. He starts whispering to you going, see those terrible moments, those thoughts you had, this thing that's been making a play for you, these issues that are coming up in your soul as you're trying to come into the fullness. This is really who you are. You're not these things God called you to be. And maybe you need to reconsider things. I'm telling you, it's an all out assault on our identity. And of course he would come right when we are in the pursuit to press into everything God made us to be. He hates the seed of destiny. He's always been after the seed of destiny. He went after the seed of destiny with Jesus, and he's after the seed of destiny with you. And so what does he do? While we're in this pursuit of fullness, let's be honest, sometimes the pursuit of coming into every color of who we are means that we have to deal with and root out the things that we are not called to be. Part of the pursuit of coming into the fullness of you is dealing with our stuff, isn't it? It's dealing with the junk. But I want you to hear me say this. The junk of your soul is not who you are. You see, your identity doesn't come from your soul. Your identity comes from your spirit. Your spirit is the real you. Your soul is what has traversed through this broken world and 
inherited cycles from your family. And thank God we have the blood of Jesus and the word of God that has to be applied to root out those broken places, to receive deliverance, the deliverance that Jesus said he was anointed to bring and to walk free of those things in our soul so that the true you, the identity of you and your spirit can take the preeminence of your life. So he tries to get us to redefine who we are, shift our identity with this decoy. Remember, a decoy is something that resembles you, but it's only meant to lure you into a trap. Do you know that this decoy strategy is actually a military strategy? In fact, back in World War II, This was a strategy that Great Britain used against the Germans, and it's credited with causing a major turning point because the Germans fell for it. They bought the decoy. In September of 1939, there was a memo that was introduced to the top generals of Great Britain, and it was labeled 51 Ideas for Introducing Ideas into the Heads of the Enemy. They actually used some of these ideas got the enemy to believe them so they would assume that Great Britain was making advances in certain cities when all the while they were in completely different places. And it worked. See, if the enemy can get you to buy the lie, negotiate the identity of your true self, then he's got you. Do you know that the kingdom of darkness actually attempted this at Jesus when he walked the earth? Remember when Jesus was in the desert and the enemy came to tempt him? And everything that he talked to him about was, if you really are who you say you are, then do this. And do you know that Jesus refused to argue, discuss, or defend his identity with the devil? Jesus never responded to his argument over if he really was who he said he was. We need to take our cue from him. And remember, we don't discuss our identity with the devil. No matter what he throws at us, listen to me. If it's not in his word, then it's not the real you. You don't have to argue it with him. You don't have to argue it with anyone. There's a scripture in the New Testament in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 18, and I love how the New Living Translation says it. It says, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you shall permit on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Do you know that there are things that we are in the control seat to permit? about ourselves. What I want to say to you about defending your identity is that it's not just your right, but it is your responsibility to guard what you believe that you are. It is a right, but it's also a responsibility. You know, when you look throughout the Word of God, the same tactic was used against so many powerful women. Think about the one we always hear about, Esther. What a decoy version was sent to assault her. Here she was raised, a Hebrew girl. She becomes queen, and she's basically told to just keep her head down. And for six years, she remained queen, never showing who she really was. 
and she began to buy the decoy version of her, that her job was to not make any waves, to just keep her head down, dot her eyes, cross our T's. How many of us have felt that way in one way, shape, or form? But the day came when a demand was placed on who she really was, and God dealt with her. He restored her identity. He spoke to her heart and said, Esther, don't you know that you don't need this king to keep you, that I can keep you? And Esther broke free of the decoy version. How about Mary, the mother of Jesus, when the angel appeared to her and told her that she was going to carry the Son of God and she had not known a man? And can you imagine all that was coming against Mary? People are going to say this thing about you, and to everyone it's going to look like you're this. But Mary, this is who you are. You're the favored, you're the blessed, you're the chosen, and you're going to carry the seed of the Lamb of God. Mary had to choose to believe the real version of who she was. It wasn't going to come from her soul. Her soul wasn't going to inform her of who she really was, but it came from her spirit. And I love, I love the picture of the woman living this alternative version so outside of the woman that God had made her to be. She was caught in the act. Talk about every reason to just believe that's who you really are. I'm, I'm not worth anything. I've given myself to so many men and I'm, I'm ruined. And she's caught in the act in her accusers that caught her are standing around her telling her this is who she is and Jesus shows up. He begins to write in the sand until they all walk away. And what he has to say to her is if I don't call you this and I am the word incarnate, then who is there to put this label or identity on you? Listener, I don't know what labels have been put on you or what you've even maybe believed about yourself thus far. But I want to tell you that there is freedom because if that label, that version of you doesn't come from the Spirit of God out of your spirit, you do not have to remain that way because it's not your true self. I've said it so many times on this podcast, the only one that truly gets to define what something is is the one who made it in the first place. And your creator is God. You know, it's interesting because even right now, psychologists and psychiatrists have discovered something new about counseling. It's so imperative, they have found, for counselors and those in mental health and emotional health that they not mislabel or misname what a person is dealing with. In fact, they have said it's dangerous business to mislabel or misname what someone is dealing with because what they have discovered is whatever you name or label an emotion, even if it's not that, it will become that. How incredible is that? I mean, think about it. Psychologists and psychiatrists are discovering what the Word of God has always told us. What does Proverbs 23, 7 say? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's what he's going to be. Even if he wasn't originated to be that, that's what he's going to be. I want you to think about Mark 
11, 23 says, I say unto you that whosoever shall say and not doubt in his heart, but believe the things which he or she says about himself or herself all the time, it shall come to pass. They are going to have whatever they say. They are literally discovering in mental health and emotional health that what we label or name something, even if it's not that, it's going to become that. Boy, does that speak to the identity crisis going on in our world right now. But listen, let's bring it home to us. As we are in a pursuit to come into all of the colors and all of the facets that our incredible creative God made us to be, realize that there is an assault set up on your path of purpose, that the arson of purpose, the arson of identity is laying in wait and he is about to, if he's not already, going to try to feed you, to confront you on the inside with a decoy version of you, something that is designed to convince you of an alternative version of you, but it's false. And he's going to try and get you to believe it against your best instincts and even logic, even what your spirit would say in order to capture you. You know, I just believe that one of the things that the word of God does is it pulls things that are working in darkness against us and it, it drags it into the light so we can see it for what it is. And when you drag it into the light and see it for what it is, it loses its teeth. When it's in the light, it's also in the right realm. It's in the realm where your authority lies, where you can call it what it is and say, I will not fall for that. I will not become that. I will not label myself as something that God did not call me to be. There might be a path that you need to walk to let go of some decoy versions of you and come into healing, come into deliverance, I want to tell you that the Lord has that for you. There might just be some things that you need to sit down and make a list and say, this is what I've felt. And when I feel this, I believe this about me. Father, I renounce my agreement with these versions of who I thought I was. I break agreement. I will not be this. I am not this. I will not walk in this. And I will not label myself as this. I'm telling you that the ministry of the Holy Spirit will meet you in that. I believe that on the other side of these things, that the truth really does set us free, and it sets us free into the fullness of our identity. I'll tell you, it's not a journey for the weak at heart, but it is absolutely a journey worth taking because on the other side of it is a precious exhale of who God designed you to walk as. And the world is waiting on the fullness of you. Listener, I'd like to pray for you today. And as I pray for you, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal and uncover maybe some beliefs you've held about yourself for so long and to consider maybe for the first time that all things really are possible and that you can walk in freedom. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for my friend that's listening right now. Lord, I thank you that you hold him or her in the palm of your hands. Lord, I thank you that you 
say that you know us, you know the hairs on our head, that you know every single one of our days and that you wrote them in your book. In Jeremiah, you said that you knew us before we were even in our mother's womb. Lord, that you crafted us and you formed us in our most inward, intricate parts. You purposed us, God. And now I pray for a release of who you purposed us to be, to come forth. Holy Spirit, would you do the work of uncovering and bringing into the light areas and places in ourselves that we have believed about ourselves that are not true and not who God designed us to be. Holy Spirit, as you do that, we make a commitment and an agreement to break covenant with those things. We renounce, Father, the belief. We renounce all that has come with the belief that that is who we are. And we reject the decoy version. Lord, we will not lose our identity by default, but instead we take hold of not just our right, but our responsibility to walk in who the blood of Jesus redeemed us to be. And we thank you. Would you empower us by your spirit to walk it out in the days ahead? Bring us the help, the healing, and the tools we need to be everything you've made us to be, to be free. And we thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listener, I want to thank you for being a part of this podcast today. Oh, I pray that God is just so close to you right now that he's ministering to you and will continue to take the words and the conversation that we've had today to minister truth to your heart. I want you to know that I pray for you as our listeners, and if there's any way that we can be a help to you on your path of destiny, please let us know. I invite you to visit my website at jentringale.com where there's more tools, conversations, blogs, resources, all things to be a help to you. And you can always email us with questions at info at Thank you so much for listening, friend. I hope to see you back here next time. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.